Millican Ontera is a design-focused commercial flooring manufacturer headquartered in Sydney. Ontera has a 30-year history as leaders in the design and manufacture of modular carpet throughout Australia and New Zealand, and in 2015, they became part of Millican & Co., a global textiles business with a commitment to creating a better world since 1865. With a strong ethical culture and long-held commitments to sustainability, they are creating a better future by actively participating in local communities, developing a diverse and inclusive workplace, and doing their part to ensure a cleaner, more beautiful world for generations to come. Their first recycling policy was implemented in 1900, long before many were making efforts towards sustainability, and today they've got an impressive roadmap to be a zero waste to landfill by 2025 and a few other awesome initiatives. When it comes to the design of a space, the design of the floor covering is often overlooked, but it can have an incredible impact on the comfort, feel, and function of a space. If you've looked at the incredible carpet at Wellington Airport, then you know what I'm talking about. So here to talk about flooring design, culture, values, and shrinking footprints is Anya Tetanich, Communications Manager, and James Fuller, Design Director at Millican Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Well pronounced, and surname and Fuller is a hard one to get if you got it first time, correct? Oh, yes. <laughs> tick, first box ticked. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, previously you're on Terra and in 2015 sort of joined up with the Millican Group. What What's that change been like? Look, it's been great to be part of a global company with strong values, you know, in excellence, leadership and implementing the world's best flooring solution. And being part of that global company, you know, we've taken on those values and we're committed to making a positive impact on the world. And that's through enhancing everyday people's lives, through our health, well-being, and also our environment, our sustainability is really core to our to our values. Well, we yeah. Had, um, go ahead. Carry on, James. We we have opportunities to work with our global associates and utilize up-to-date technology, which allows us to keep them updated with the latest trends and developing collaborations against the market. It also allows us to share global resources from the latest innovative technology designs and collaborations to position ourselves as a team. Yeah, cool. So what? Can you tell me more about these these collaborations? Well, what we tend to do, for instance, in, when we talk about things, we work with community and thank them, ethical sort of um, agencies. We've had a few projects where we've worked with um, an indigenous group um, for the National Aboriginal Design Agency, which are part of the Saltwater Freshwater Group. This all came by kind of came through by us guys going through design through using design through reconciliation, celebrating diversity and inclusivity as an organization. So what we're looking for at that time, we're looking for a contemporary design aspect to indigenous design and trying to find out where, what the young and upcoming designers were doing. So the collaboration started between um, National National Aboriginal Design Agency, Brendan Lagman, who we selected to work with as he had a sort of a unique contemporary style. Cool. So this, this is like a collaboration with some young Aboriginal designers, yeah? Yeah, indeed. Yes. Yeah, so. So it was, it was really sort of moving from, you know, sort of, we all know what Indigenous design is, we've got the dots and all those sorts of things. So, but what else is there? Where, the, where are these young designers doing what once they finish university or when they do finish college or tape, whatever it is? So that was the program for us to sort of try and capture that and then bring them into more mainstream contemporary design, as well as from our point of view as a company, try and get a better understanding of the story of the um, Australia in a way. So how did how did you how did this project work? You went into a community in, in Water Uladala, is that correct? And yeah, that's that's right. So we we caught up with um, you know had a bit of a discussion up in Coffs Harbour with um, Saltwater Freshwater and Nada, and they have thirty eight designers who are uh, come from different multi disciplines of, of 
design and we put up a brief and sort of said, listen, we'll look at somebody who has a contemporary feel and if anyone was, anyone was interested to work with us, please feel free to put in a brief. And we got 15 designers who came forward from textiles, from graphics, from you know, ceramics, and we selected Brenton Lugnan as one of the people we thought would add a nice, nice hand, nice contemporary feel to his design. So this project for us was, as I, as, I, as I said, was for us to understand the story behind the design, as well as for not just One Way Street, but for Millican on Terra as well to sort of uh, bring that person into the more modern world of mental, how do we do contemporary design? How do we produce contemporary design? So it's a two-way street. We're learning from them and they're learning from us for the give and take sort of scenario. The great thing about the, the project was is actually getting those designs and making it commercially viable. Yeah, so this has been turned into a carpet collection? Yeah, yes, indeed. The range was called Water Udala, and I think it's one of, one of the best projects I've worked on. And it's a really the storyline and just the way the process, the collaboration works. Because when we, when we started the, the collaboration, only we have about 70, 70 people working at Millican Ontario here in Sydney. And we did a quick survey, and we found that only 15 people had contact with an Indigenous person. So we thought bring, wow. by bringing Brenton in, that'd be great for them to actually talk and listen to what this guy has to, has to, has to say and tell us a story about his painting. And at least there was a starting point for, for, getting, for, getting, for us getting a better understanding. But the great thing wow. with this collection is, obviously, it's, it's an Aboriginal Indigenous design, but it's taken so well in the New Zealand market. So the designs, the, chem, the contemporary designs that the design team have developed from the artwork has been translated onto the floor in such a way that it can be used globally and in any country. Yeah. Hey, and it's so, it's so good to see it. It's such a beautiful and unique range. But like you say, yeah, it, it fits all around the world. It's such an awesome showcase for, for Australia. Yeah, for us it was, a, it was to show that an Indigenous design con- component then can be used in any environment, space, uh, which is sort of um, quite, quite unique. But I think trust and respect for me was a major part of the collaboration because these artists, designers are trusting and giving their work and stories to us. So really we had to sort of um, listen to what they have to say and all of the, the parameters at the same time, try and balance the commercial side of things and you know, just have that, that respect. We feel honoured that um, we had we have got that opportunity to um, have um, that opportunity to at least get that design right for the artists to be really proud of the work come through. Yeah, that's no, it's it is a really good result, and so so many learnings on both sides. I mean, community is a really core value of of yours, and it it really shows in projects like that. Can you share any other examples of how you might work with the community? Sorry. As you probably know, Millican has a has a culture of caring um, about social issues, and we proactively support local initiatives to help advance and help the community. One of them is we're with the Property Industry Foundation, or otherwise known as PIF, and we're a national sponsor donor. And what PIF do is it's it's about making that tangible difference to the seriousness and persistent problem of youth homelessness. And what they do is they partner with charities to build safe havens or homes and provide that additional support, such as education or employment and their well-being. So at any one time, there's 44,000 youth that are homeless from the ages of 9 to 18 in Australia. And what the foundation brings is new hope and that second chance for these young people 
through the, the safe havens that they built. So what we do is we collaborated with the Property Industry Foundation and we developed a purpose-orientated product pathway. And what this initiative is, is it raises funds for these homeless youth through our collections. So we've got certain collections that we that are part of the property industry product pathway and a percentage of the revenue of every specification of these nominated collections will be denoted, donated back to KIP to help build these homes. Another thing, look, it's within Millican on Terra, our staff, it's taken up really well. We're, all our staff are, are highly supportive of this. It's, it's the first time we've done something like this and, and collaborated with a charity, you know, Apart from the product pathway, we also do smaller initiatives to help PIV. You know, we did 40 PIV where we walked the charity, we got our staff involved with it. So culturally, you know, within Millican, we're, we're building that strong community focus, but also we're doing good. You know, and then throughout the year as well, we donate some of our collections on smaller projects that they have. So it's not just building new homes. They also have smaller projects that they're refurbing for these charities, which we help with our with our carpet. Yeah. Wow. I mean that's that's amazing. And it's it's so cool to hear that that you your business culture is so no, that's so ingrained in your culture, that community support. And I think it I mean it really kind of shows that, you know, Millican's been on Ethisphere magazines list of the world's most ethical companies for 14 years and you know how to how does that filter through from from the top and into your everyday work how, what what effect does that have on the on the culture well here at Millican Ontario we constantly raise the bar and that guide our day-to-day operation and our long-term vision doing the right thing is as important to us reaching sustainable and work this every day to make sure we are all aligned. So, so what James says is like it's an honour for us to uphold this, you know, and it's it's our belief within our company, and also for us as individuals, and it's all about our value and bringing it to making that positive impact with our everyday actions, you know, from doing the right thing with our peers to our business results and having a purpose and being aligned with our business culture, you know. Again, it's it's going back to our ethical value. Yeah, I mean, this is this is how all companies should be run, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what a fantastic culture! That is fantastic. But let, let's talk about sustainability. That's all, that's also a very big part of Millican. You've got some like really big goals for twenty twenty five. Zero waste to landfill by twenty twenty five is one of them. I mean, how, can you tell me more about these goals? How how are they created and how are you going to pull them off? Look, we're constantly pushing ourselves to do better, you know, for our global communities and also for our environments. And as you mentioned, you know, we've got the zero to to, to waste landfill. We've got also some of the goals for 2025 is to, you know, re- reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by 25%, our water consumption, our solid waste. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we we do. All our products are cradle-to-cradle silver certified, and they're also declare red less free certified. And that all examines material health, reutilisation, and the renewable energy to make that positive impact. So our products are developed with longevity, and as a priority of the design system, we embrace that recyclable product stewardship. So our product stewardship 
is really important and it aligns us with the environment and the sustainability goals of reduce, reuse and recycle. All our products are developed with sustainable longevity and closed loop as a priority in the design process and embrace the recycling hierarchy in our product solution. For instance, um, when we talk about um, the reduce, we have cushion backing which in, in our product, um, which can extend the life of a product by up to 50%, as well as providing underfoot comfort, acoustic benefits, sound and noise absorption. All our cushion backing, for instance, is 100% recyclable. Mm. When we talk about reuse, which is our product second life, um, this is to ensure the product gets maximum useful life. Millican Ontario has arrangements with charities and Candida to repurpose the money talked about, use carpet tiles into the second-hand market. And our third one is the recycle. And with this, we do a lot of um, what we call our Earth Plus. Our Earth Plus is a three-step closed-loop renewal process that considerably extends the product life cycle while saving resources associated with replacement or recycling staff. So any product that is on the floor, we can repattern proven technology that can clean, reprint, reuse, and return it back to the market as brand new. This process can be implemented two to three times with our, with our product and has been quite popular with the university. We can wow, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. So you can basically collect up yeah. the carpet and, and like reprint it or clean it and reprint it. Well, first of all, it's it's about how we can reuse it. So if there's old carpet, you know, we see the, obviously the quality of the carpet and where we can actually take it out out of the, the interior or environment setting and then see where we can actually reuse it as is because obviously with the high yeah. technology products that we have and the cleaning, you know, we've got a, a lifetime warranty on these products. So if we can't do that, then we will go to the earth class as um, James has mentioned. So we repurpose the product and then fit it back into the environment. And then yeah. <laughs> if we and can't do that, then it's the recycle, you know, so that there, there's, there's those three elements of part of our product stewardship, you know, where it's like waste of energy. What do we do with this? And another terminology for waste management is process engineer fuel. So we've actually partnered with a company called Resource Co in Australia, where any unwanted carpet tiles is used as fuel for the industrial market. So what it does is it collects these carpet tiles from site. You know, we organise that through our subcontractor and these go to the facility where it's, where it's crushed into pallets and used as fuel in cement kill. So there's always a process in terms of the life of the carpet and kind of reducing that waste, uh, no waste to, zero waste to landfill. Yeah, this and just the getting the most value out of, out of the materials, That's right? right? That, That's right. That cradle to cradle certification, is that, is that a pretty lengthy process to to achieve that yeah it is um there's different elements within that and there's there's different certifications yeah you've got your bronze you've got your silver you've got your gold and your platinum so we're at silver so it's making sure that just the the, the material within that and functionality of the product uh, meet the criteria so it, it is a a um a very stringent process and do you also need to show that you have processes for reuse and end of life that's is that part of it yeah it is it, it's definitely it's, it's about the health of the product but and also how that kind of translates the health of the environment people that use the product yeah it's really it's really good to see that you have a pretty clear plan around that whole product life cycle because there's a lot of companies that sort of 
say that they're being sustainable with you know recycled materials or recyclable materials but don't actually don't actually properly close the loop on what happens when it gets to that point in its life cycle it's very cool to see that you've got yeah yeah, and we're really looking forward to it. I guess uh, holistically as industry-wide, we really need that solution of, of taking the product stewardship seriously and having a solution. Yeah, looking at the materials a bit more, this this um, well-back comfort, is that because normally the, the backing on a carpet's not very sustainable. Is this a, like a special material that you've developed? Yeah, we've obviously we've worked in conjunction with our uh, global team around the world and uh, Millican obviously in the US out here as well. So it's really, yeah, it's 100% recyclable. Um, the, all the product is um, declared red list free and third parties um, certified. So that means gotcha. that there's no, nasties, no, there's no nasties in the product and we're quite transparent in terms of what we use. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the big benefits of um, being involved with Millican, the, the international group. You can leverage off that whole portfolio of technology. Yeah, indeed, definitely. Yes. Okay. So, James, you've been a designer there for 21 years, right? Yes, indeed. It's <laughs> a long career in tech. Yeah. It's still going. <laughs> but how, over that time, how's the industry changed? Well, it, it has changed a lot. And technology has been, for me, has been the main change. We've moved from sort of a hands-on to digital platform. You know, smartphones have come into play. Apps introduced a new frontier for visual design. VR and the CAD technology continues to improve dramatically. But all these things, I mean, for me as head of design, when I look for stuff, I'm looking for designers who are multi-skilled. And as we are now regularly talking to designers, sales teams, sandals, contractors, production teams globally, they need to be able to fulfill any area of um, changes which are coming through. So staff could be from graphics, um, my team. I've got an interior designer, a textile designer, and I've got a, um, a fine art person. So it's that, that, that diversity is what has, what has changed in the um, staffing spot. Prior, you'd only you look at textile designers come and join, join the team. But we're looking for new thinking, new design thinking within, within the organization, not just in design, but around you. We're working with the production guy. How do the communication side has to be spot on? Communicating with clients. So when you look at design trends, for instance, what's happened now? Um, Australia and New Zealand are now leading the world. We're no longer followers able to able to influence design as well. And I got into the industry, going overseas, coming back home. You could go, you could do a tour around Australia and New Zealand, talking about what color trends were happening in Europe and all those sorts of things. But now, I mean, if you came and do that, people just what he talks. So it's good yeah. that we can actually hold our own. Um, Australia and New Zealand can hold our own. So you reckon we're not we're not followers anymore. You reckon we're almost leaders? Ah, uh, definitely, definitely. You can yeah. see. I mean, I'm, I'm part of the um, uh, the five um, um, global design directors. So every once in a year, we get together and talk about what's happening around our uh, our region. And I'm finding that um, you know we we hold our own way to design concerned. And um, so it's um, it's it's effective. It's great. great. So how, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're now leading? I think it's, you know, we've come, come, come a long way where, I mean, obviously travel is now, the response time is short. And the, as we've grown and matured within Australia and New Zealand, that aspect of looking overseas, the motherland, all that is gone. And also having a multicultural society in, um, um, you know, in, in Australia where you're getting sort of different people coming from different parts of the, parts of the world. For instance, um, I come from um, from Zambia in Africa, 
So coming here was, you know, sort of, okay, there's no style as such. So you start developing that style and mixing it in and uh, collaborating with other designers. So you find yourself um, in, you know, sort of coming up with something quite unique, which hasn't been seen um, um, around, around the world. So I think that, to me, is, yeah, has been one of the main, the main things that has um, made us quite, um, quite, quite unique in the world. Yeah, and you, you mentioned using VR in, in design. Like, how does that work? Well, look, you know, technology, as James has said, has really advanced and the designers and architects are more tech-savvy and expect kind of the online design tools where they can kind of immerse and, and tailor their requirements but also have that functionality of, of use and, and having the personalisation attributes. So, you know, we, we have a couple of tools in Millican and Millican, Ontario. You know, one of them is our visualisation tools and it enables designers and end users to actively engage in the flooring selection, design, and the buying process. So it's a virtual experience and a preview of our flooring solution. And so you can really immerse yourself in the in the space with the with the different carpet designs and get a feel for what it's like to to be there. Yeah, I mean we've got different. Well, the greatest thing is you know we have different images for different market segments which you can in situ our collections in. We've also up uploaded a new feature called the My Room feature on the Visualizer tool. And that's awesome because it's intuitively customised the space and the experience. So you can have a room that you can upload onto the Visualizer and yeah. it uploads our collections in in situ. Or you've got your iPad or your iPhone and you can take a photo of the room. It'll upload into the Visualizer and then you can kind of start that process again of in, uh, implementing our collections and seeing how it looks within that space. Oh, that is yeah. cool. Yeah. The other thing, and it was kind of perfect timing, is our virtual product sample. So, you know, unfortunate of the environment, but it was kind of a bonus and it was very useful for the designers. So the virtual product sample that we launched kind of in March this year, it's a innovative tool. So it's got the virtual attributes of product in a 360-degree room scene layout. But the greatest thing is you can actually see the individual tiles to its truest form without actually seeing the physical product at hand. So we've really worked on that technology and make it very high quality so you can see all the textures, the patterns and the colours before actually ordering a sample. And because the yeah. A&D libraries are getting smaller and smaller, you know, there's that need for that technology. And, that, and I think it's, we, we timed it, I think, with us. Yeah. The timing was spot on. We found that um, normally our salespeople would travel and go and see the designers in their, in their, their offices. But um, with this, um, our, our new VR scenario and our, our websites and all those things, they're playing an important role in communication and actually um, getting um, products um, being um, specified um, through, through, the, through their website. Yeah, it's just so transformational when you can use those tools online. Does it help when you're working with specifiers and architects and designers? Have you noticed that already? Ah, uh, yes, yes, indeed. It's um obviously I've um I've got a team of five designers in house. So what we're getting, we we might get a phone call and we say if this is the first time we can run them through the program, and at the same time we will just get something where instead of us running samples, they can just say do a selection from the actual virtual virtual tile on, online, and then so it sort of saves 
I guess us putting in running samples and going through the design sampling process, process yeah. by them just do a quick selection, which means if they're looking for several colorways, you can actually just do a quick selection of three or five colorways versus us running five or six samples for that. Yeah. Well, well what about custom projects where the where you, where you might have a a designer want to create a custom range of, of carpets. How does that work? So we've recently, we'll be launching our Millican Couture initiative, and it's that journey of customization. And what it embodies is a very four-step simple process of your concept to your design to your refine and being it produced. And it's bringing those possibilities of customization to the interior flooring. So it's using our Millitron patterning technology, print technology, giving them that flexibility and speed, but also working quite closely with the design team of getting those concepts and bringing them to reality. Um, it's a real game changer, eh? Having the technology yeah. to be able to just print, print some custom carpet to really transform and make a space unique. Kind of exciting. Uh, for, for, for me, uh, the, the, the really, if we look at a custom project, for instance, the journey really starts with which could be a recolor or a standard design or a completely new design development. The design team then collaborates closely with the client to achieve and refine the brief. Yeah, we get the colors right, go right. So there's a you know, connection between the design team and the designer. We talk the same language. So the next step is once we, once we refine that, they're happy with what they've seen, seen on paper, JPEG or image. The next step is handed to our manufacturing team who sample file for client to assess. And at this stage, the quality control team gets involved. No sample can leave the client until it's signed off on quality design. That's fairly very important because once that sample goes out, uh, Millican Ontario are obligated to run that um, that 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 design. So make sure that that design is uh, production ready and everything spot on. Yeah. So pretty sounds like a pretty well resolved and bulletproof process. Yeah. I guess Wellington Airport was a good example for us. Um, you know, sort of looking at what a real custom job is all about. That was a good, challenging um, collaboration. So we collaborated with Warren and Marnie in um, Wellington, and um, Kato um, got involved um, at Bright. And then we, what what they were looking for for Wellington was um, to get, um, I guess, the question was, what is Wellington? And obviously, when it came to us, we thought, well, we're in Australia. Sydney, we don't know what Wellington is. What, we don't know what the Bible or how to read Wellington. So we threw yeah. it back to the team in New Zealand and said, why don't you get some local artists um, to come up with a make a little competition out of it, and which they did. So five local Wellington artists were commissioned to do some paintings, what they thought Wellington was to them. So the designs came in, and there were some, some great, some of them were quirky ones. And so we went through the selection process and what we thought were going to be small design rugs and the field carpet ended up being this massive large scale you know each rug was what ended up being 500 so that was now how do we do this we needed to do obviously the layout the concourses sitting areas and so all of all the resources were utilized here our layout team our design team the factory were involved and obviously, when, when you do a painting, a painting might have 60 or 70 colors or whatever. But our technology obviously has got limitations and what brings it to a certain number of colors, um, eight colors with blends and all those different colors. And I should say we managed to get the uh, colors right. So 
I mean, Wellington Airport is an ongoing, so every time they do, um, they add a bit of Wellington, they pick one of the designs, come back to the design. It is, it is quite amazing the, the process that you go through, just, I mean, I shouldn't say just just for some carpet, because it's it's so transformational to the space. So I guess next time anyone's walking through Wellington Airport, pay attention to the to the floor. <laughs> Indeed, I, um, I feel proud. Every yeah. Can you, James? Can you share any advice to young designers wanting to, you know, make their mark on the world and get involved in in textile design? Yeah, yeah. My advice is for the young designers is um, really get involved. You know, whether online or in real life, it's a good idea to take an active part in the world of design. Join organisations. Attend events, follow industry leaders, and keep your eyes on what's. And for me, don't forget to have fun along the way. But another one I tend yeah. to always use is please always have your sketch pad or journal with you, whether you're using an iPad or I'm 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 an I play old school. I've got my fine liner pen or pencil, and I've got a sketchbook when I'm at airports. So I'm just going to sort of go walking around around Sydney, wherever it is, or in the country in Dubbo or wherever it is. I'm always sketching. So that journal tends to come back, and um, when we have, uh, when we're looking for, for instance, for instance, um, two weeks ago, sorry, three weeks ago, somebody came up and said they wanted some some gum tree sort of design, and I knew exactly because I'd done some drawings that I had to go and find my sketch about uh, you know a year or two, two two back, and came back came back, utilized those um, those drawings to come up with a new design. So those are the things which you know that journal, write write some information, what you're thinking at the time why you're doing it. It's a really handy resource. And and don't forget yeah. to take it in when you go for your job or for your, your university. Um, um, yeah. that, that is really good advice because it, it shows, this really shows how you think. And you just never know when those moments of inspiration happen, but you, you always want to have some way of capturing it when it does. Yeah. And, and I think that the sketchbook as well gives you your handwriting. That's your signature. So you get better at doing that. So you know what you're handwriting. No point, um, you know, sort of um, copying somebody else's handwriting. The more you sketch, the more you you form your. And that's important. Yeah. When I'm looking for designers, um, I look at that handwriting. What are they going to offer me, which you, which I don't have in my past? So if that handwriting yeah. is something new, then definitely I'll go with that. And and not just the not just the drawing and, and writing, but the the thought, the way that people think, right? Yeah. Well, that, that sketchbook shows you that yeah. once you look yeah. into it. So you can see the um the textures, um how heavy is that line, you know, sort of are they thinking shadows, are they thinking, you know, is the pen run, running at this one solid line or is it coming in in and out? Or, you know, that sensitivity of that handwriting what I'm I mean carpet is carpet yeah. is anything, isn't it? So you look at those different um, modes of um how you can translate it onto Yeah. So what you what's next for, for Millican Ontario? What what have we got to look forward to in the future, guys? Uh, look, there's a there's a couple of things. You know, we mentioned the Millican Tour Initiative. That's going to be coming out soon. We're very excited about that. Yeah. We're looking at the second phase of our virtual reality, where it's more immersive and it really takes you on the journey of Millican on Terra, like our capabilities through product sustainability, you know, through visuals, through sound, through videos through the goggles so we're looking at looking at the goggle technology as well but it's also using that goggle technology and immersing yourself in the 360 view room so it's taking it from the web base 
to actual the virtual reality um, realm. So we're, we're evolving. We're in the we're in the process of actually finalising that. And something more exciting for the New Zealand designers is we've collaborated with the Designers Institute of New Zealand and we've got a um, design co- competition running at the moment called To the Floor. To the Floor. And, yeah, To the Floor. <laughs> <laughs> Which provides like the Kiwi designers an opportunity to showcase the talent on a world stage. And the theme around it is, the life force so it's the life bringing to life this concept of circularity of the living system and reciprocal life force for the designer so the entries are are now open so I'm hoping whoever listens to that (laughs) enters in um, the design concept and the beauty of this is it doesn't have to be designed with a tile carpet tile in mind it could be anything so we're really looking for those inspiration or um, designs around that theme so and you uh, and you asked me why i've been coming for 2021 years things like this come up and (laughs) (laughs) this is the challenge i don't know what i'm going to get out of these designs so it'll be interesting to see what comes through get those designs on the floor so uh, i've got another 10 20 years to go i reckon (laughs) Not going anywhere, James. <laughs> oh, it'd be really cool to see what comes through and i'm not sure when the podcast will be put on on here but the entries close on the 25th of september i think yeah they do they do 25th of september so hopefully we can get it up so we've got those young designers coming and, and submitting their entries and we hopefully have the winner in our mid-november so yep. we're really looking forward to seeing those designs and james will have the awesome experience of translating that to the floor and the the winning design I believe gets royalties of three percent on global sales yeah that's true they do so that's exciting especially for the the young emerging designers coming through yeah yeah and we can hope hopefully we can get to the um, global team so uh, as a global company we design companies every day we take up take them up and um, we can get this to the u.s and europe and asia that yeah, that'll be yeah. my challenge. But I've got the game. Uh, cool. Yeah, really cool to see see what comes out of it. I really um enjoyed talking to you both. So thanks for your for your time and and sharing what it's like to work for a company that you know has such incredible values and and culture systems. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, thank you. No, well, thank, thank you, you, thank you so much. Thanks, Oliver. And um, yeah, we we do enjoy working at Dominican Ontario, and it's a great company to work work for. And um, nice global company and um, culturally I think you know uh, enjoy there's a, yeah it. there's a lot of exciting things happening there's always something new so it keeps things interesting every day cool awesome guys all right you have a great day thank, thank you, you.